another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. My name is Clayton Langlesigich, and joining me today is uh, Steve Bristol. How are you doing, Steve? Hey, Clayton. Good. How are you? Good. Uh, and so, Steve, uh, I actually know you, well, not you personally, but uh, I know of you, um, and I can't remember, what, what's the, your partner's name, your co-founder? Alan Branch. Yeah, so I know you guys from the Ruby on Rails community. Uh, I remember you were doing a lot of stuff with, uh, you know, I guess, has the company been less everything for... Yeah, since since the beginning, since 2007. Yeah, so I, I know you guys from that stuff, and I remember uh, a lot of the stuff you were doing, so I was, uh, it was definitely cool to be able to talk to you about some stuff today. So, um, Thanks. One thing, you know, I was looking at your blog, and you were talking about, uh, you made a post about kind of lean startup thing. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'm curious about, and I think anyone that's in technology realizes that things that are, you know, kind of old become new again. Um, so I was wondering, do you feel like the... Lean startup is something that is entirely new to you, or is that something that you maybe you've kind of done instinctively uh, with your work uh, that you've been doing as an entrepreneur for a long time? Yeah, I mean, uh, we named the company Less Everything um, because that's you know our philosophy. We believe in in doing things lean, uh, or as we like to say, less. Um, in fact, the whole lean startup movement um, stole all of our ideas, and they just changed it from less to lean. Um, and in fact, Jason Freed of Thirty Seven Signals got most of those ideas from us as well. Um, but obviously, that was before the company. But uh, yeah. Um, we were we were a big inspiration for uh, for the the first book, Getting Real. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. you know, I, I was a, a early user. I think I signed up for uh, less. In, in all in all fairness, you know, it's actually the reverse. We, we you know, Alan and I both read that book separately, and it was a big inspiration for us. Just in all fairness, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that that was a joke. But the lean startup people did steal everything from us. <laughs> Uh, and so I had used less accounting, I think, a long time ago, and I, I remember uh-huh. that was kind of a big deal when it came out, you know, just in terms of you could do all this great stuff and it wasn't all this crazy overhead. So it, yeah. it seems like it captured the kind of concept of uh, you know, the lean startup stuff in general. So. Absolutely. Yeah, less accounting is our biggest product, yeah. Okay. And so I was going to ask, that uh, that's something that I would say it seems like it was kind of founded on those same kind of principles, um, and it seems like it's evolved from there. Um, you know, is that a fair statement that you've been able to apply that same kind of the, the same value system? Absolutely. I mean, we actually came up with the name uh, Less Accounting uh, before we came up with the name Less Everything. Um, and it was so the, the company was founded in January of 07, but Alan and I actually started working on Less Accounting in November of 06. Um, so we were working on that before we even had a company. Uh, and, you know, it was very much the idea was very much making an accounting application that was um, easy to use, that didn't have all that stuff that the majority of people don't need. Um, and don't understand and just clutters the UI and makes it hard to use and, you know, uh, all that stuff. That it's, it's very makes it very difficult. And get rid of all that and make accounting easy and, and understandable and doable for small business owners. Now, is that something that has, um, you know, it certainly looks like it's evolved. I mean, there's more features now than there were in the past. Is that something certainly. that um, has evolved based on just strictly customer feedback kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and including, you know, Alan and myself as customers and users of Less Accounting, um, and, and 100% of the, the features came from, um, you know, from one or two places. Either it was um, user feedback or, or, or our needs, or um, if we had an idea of, like, like some of the integrations we did more as marketing features than, than as, you know, very useful features. Um, and a good example there is the, the high-rise and base camp import. Um, you know, no one really, uh, those weren't highly requested features 
features, but getting on the um, Basecamp and, and High Rises. Um, integrations page um, I, I think is a good idea for most applications. We sure, certainly have seen a lot of referrals from there. But the vast majority of features, the, the, the nuts and bolts core features, the accounting features certainly um, are all based on, on the needs of, of our customers and ourselves as customers. And so one of the kind of core things um, about Lean Startup is kind of treating it like uh, use the scientific method and kind of get real feedback and all that, mm-hmm. data and all that stuff. Um, you know, Can you share any examples, maybe where you had a hypothesis about something you thought would be a good idea that just totally didn't work out? Um, gosh, you kind of got me on the spot here. Um, I mean, it's okay if you're right all the time and you never get it wrong. You know, so when less when we first launched less accounting, um, we realized that it, it's it's the accounting system. But since we're also doing invoices and proposals, it, it could also be very easily your CRM system. And so we had this concept of sales leads um, at the very beginning. So you had we had sales notes, sales leads, contacts, proposals, invoices, uh, expenses, deposits, all the other stuff. And um, and and no one really got the whole sales leads thing. Um, and and so it was something. That um, you know that that was I guess it was probably my idea initially, um, and I, I don't think we did a very good job of explaining how to use it. And people kept asking, you know, for projects. They want projects in less accounting, and you know, basically a sales lead was a project. But the name was so off that it didn't ever quite work for people. So um, I think in, in the, the end of the first year or the beginning of the second year, we removed that feature. Um, so you still have notes. Um, like so anytime you send an invoice, for example, we store that as a note. Uh, so you can see the his- history of, of, of you know, your client's interaction. Uh, but we removed all the sales note stuff. And we, we never did actually add projects. We just added tags. And so a tag is in essence a project because you can change the application and see um, everything based on just attack your P&L and everything else. Uh, so it gives you a project view of your money. Okay. Um, you know, beyond, you know, I guess Lean Startup is kind of something that's maybe a little newer as far as the Agile community is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that, you know, the you know, teams, your internal team or any teams you're working with uh, that you're using that are more traditional Agile methods like a Scrum or something like that? You know, we're, we're not big fans of Agile or Scrum or process in general. Um, our, you know, I've been, I've been writing software professionally for, you know, 16, 17 years. I, I wrote my first program when I was nine. Um, and so I've, I've been doing this for a long, long time. And, and one of the things I've learned in all those years is that people are, are much more important than process. And I think that's one of the things that, that are one of the tenants that kind of gets dropped in the Agile community, the Agile world, is they, they, Agile people tend to lean very, very heavily on process um, and thinking that the, the process is going to be the key to um, successful outcome of projects and getting things done on time and that sort of things. And certainly, uh, you know, we like a lot of the Agile stuff. We do a lot of the Agile stuff ourselves. Um, we don't ever call it Agile. We just call it, you know, how we prefer to work. Um, and we were doing that stuff, you know, before Agile was agile um, but I think that that you know if you if you hire quality people, then process doesn't matter. You know, you find a process that works for best for people, and if they're quality people, they they can probably adapt to different process as the process changes with the personalities that come on board. Um, so we certainly like a lot of the agile stuff, but don't really um, prescribe to to. You know any of the any of it hook line and sinker. Yeah, so I think that's kind of a common sentiment for uh, certainly a lot of teams, especially successful ones. And mm-hmm. 
Um, what I'm wondering is, do you see, you know, with Lean Startup becoming more popular, do you see that kind of being co-opted by those same people who are all about process? And if you don't follow this, all the rules, then it's not going to work. Um, you know, it sounds like you guys are definitely very true to some of the principles. It's not, you know, and the values. You know, you've been doing that for a long time. Uh, do you see that same thing happening with the Lean Startup community, or do you think I, they'll be okay? They'll they'll get past that. I, I mean, I think that's that's probably true of um, of anything, whether it's agile or Lean Startup or or any. You you know, new, cool, you know, they used to be acronyms and now they're just cool slogans or phrases, titles, right? Right. Um, you know, they're all good ideas, right? And and I think ultimately, um, good people um, who who can see through the bullshit and who, who know what's going on and who can who can perform well and who are smart, senior level people, um, successful people will tend to be successful. Um, unsuccessful people will tend to remain unsuccessful without some sort of intervention. Um, and and you know, agile or lean startup or whatever might be that intervention. That might be the thing that oh, if only I had more discipline in this, then I would be more successful. Um, or, or that might be the result, even if there isn't that aha moment. Um, but but I, I don't think that. So so I think lean startup is is just as susceptible to to success or failure. I mean it's it's the flavor of the day, and uh, you know most of these things have pretty good principles for their time. Um, you know I, I remember once thinking that waterfall was very very good, right? Um, <laughs> And uh, and and for where I was in my career and my development, um, you know, it was good, right? It was it was a better methodology than what I was using before. Um, you know, of course, I wouldn't do that today, but I, I think it's all a, a process, a growth process. Um, and and you know, for certain people, now's the time to learn. And if if you're good, you know, or if you will be good, you know, that you have a better chance of being successful than if you're not. And um, you know, again, I don't. I, I I tend to think about people as the asset, not the process or the the rules. Yeah, so that's a kind of goes in my next question. Um, a lot of bigger organizations, you know, you know some corporate, uh, whatever insurance company, something, mm-hmm. they're getting this idea that um, you know if they have this innovation lab and they use lean startup, they'll mm-hmm. be able to do all this crazy stuff. Do you right. think that there's anything to be said for you know? Uh, I'm assuming that you know your team, relatively small, comparative. Uh, compared to you know big corporation in addition to that probably way of higher trust you know you have a certain culture um, mm-hmm. do you think that that you know the size of the team and the trust and the culture plays you know a, a big enough role that you know uh, not any old corporation could just go adopt this kind of technique and, and run with it I'll tell you I think I think that the problem with with bigger organizations, whether they're governments or corporations, um, uh, you know, there, there's scaling things is hard, right? And and it's, it's true of scaling families, it's true of scaling nations, it's true of scaling governments, corporations. The, the, the bigger you get, the harder it is to manage. Um, and and I think that uh, you know you you get to a certain point, even you know, as a company grows from you know, small companies tend to be very very agile. They tend to be very ambitious and very um, uh, fearless of risk because they don't have anything to lose. They're tiny. And then as a company grows, they actually have something to lose and maybe shareholders at some point to answer to. And, and so the companies, I think one of the things that scale does is it makes people more risk averse. And I think being averse to risk tends to make poor decisions. Um, certainly you go to a big corporation and you know most of the, of the people that work there, their primary job is to not fired right that that's you know that's what that's what they're there to do is to not get fired everything else is secondary to that and so so that creates a lot of um roadblocks and a lot of stagnation and a lot of uh, problems 
in and of itself. And that simply comes from scale and from, from being afraid to risk. Um, and, and so I think that, you know, taking a portion of people and putting them in a labs is, is, is probably a very good idea. But I, I think that anything a large corporation can do that shakes things up and, and, you know, creates the opportunity to fail and it's okay to fail where, where it creates an opportunity to, to, to have some risk of, um, um, to, to some some you we don't care about risk anymore is great. I think if they took a development team and they forced them to all work in a bathroom, they'd see an increase in productivity, right? I, I don't, yeah. I, and I think it's just that changing the climate, changing the nature, changing the culture, getting out of you know you have a stagnant bit of water and you you stir it up a little bit and things things tend to go better, right? It, it clears up. You can see the bottom. You can you know um, we can make metaphors all day long. Um, yeah, no. so well, I think we're about out of time, but um, it, it, you know, if I wanted to find out more about uh, you or about your company, uh, where could I go? Well, certainly you'd start at with lesseverything.com, um, and there you can you can see the blog where Alan and I post and we talk about things that, that we think are interesting, and we post a lot of stuff about business. Um, definitely check out lessaccounting.com, which is our biggest product uh, for all your small business accounting needs. We also have uh, another company that we run called lessfilms.com, where we do um, short videos and animations for um, generally for web applications, but but for any anyone that wants. Um, and, um, we, you know, if you're, if you're looking for some consulting work, you're looking for someone to, to build your rails product, um, you know, check out, uh, less, less everything.com. We've got a great, uh, consultancy side of the business that that's still doing great work. And recently we formed a partnership with co-support, uh, dot us, uh, with Sarah Hatter. So now we can do end to end, you know, we can build it for you and we can support all your customers while you grow your business. Um, so definitely check Sarah's stuff out at, at co-support.us. Uh, great. Well, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us today. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integrumtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes.